where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere. I learned that song uh, where you hold your finger out and then you won't let anybody it out. Did anybody else learn it that way? And then perhaps if you learned it that way, then the tune for this morning caught you off guard. Sometimes we have to hear things in a different way to hear them again. And our scripture this morning is a little bit like that. Last week, we heard how Jesus began his public ministry. Standing in front of a crowd of people, maybe positioned higher on a hill so that more people could see and could hear him. He looked out at all of these people who had gathered for these words of wisdom that he might bring to them, and he recognized the hardship in their lives. And then rather than defining them by these circumstances that they were in, as we so often do to people when they are in times of hardship, Jesus saw their full humanity, and he blessed them. He said to them, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. He blessed them in their hunger and in their thirst. He blessed them in their quest for mercy. And he ended with, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And then he didn't stop there. Looking around at these beloved, blessed people, Jesus said to them, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. That section, which I would title, What Do You Do With the Blessing?, if I was going to go back and title Jesus' sermons for him, is what brings us to our theme for this morning. And it's borrowed from the song that we open with. This Little Light of Mine is one of those songs that is everywhere and that has changed and grown over time. Authorship of it isn't quite clear, and I know, because I spent a fair amount of time this week trying to track it down. 
it looks fairly certain that it appeared in the 1920s and that it appeared as a children's song. And then it was reinvented and reclaimed and reimagined as a freedom song in the civil rights movement. And it's still sung today in these places where people are yearning for racial justice. And it is still sung today in churches. And it is still sung as a lullaby or a children's song. Its beauty seems to be that it is deceptively simple. And that from that simplicity comes clarity and courage. Our scripture about being the salt and the light is also deceptively simple. For us, salt and light are both obvious things. They are cheap things. For me, they are often things that I take for granted. But they are also still precious things, just as they were in Jesus' time. Despite how easy they are for us to get, light and salt have not lost their importance. And if you forget that, then you quickly are reminded the next time that the power goes out and you're scrambling for a flashlight. Or if your doctor asks you to lower your salt intake. You are the salt of the earth and a light for the world. This interplay of dark and light, which comes up in the prophets, and Jesus plays with it again, it's that interplay that gives us some insight into what it means to be the light for the world. One of the things that we notice about light is that it isn't good in and of itself. Light finds its meaning in relationship to the rest of creation. We would say today, it's silly to leave a light on in a room that no one is using. Right? Turn the lights off. It wastes electricity. Light serves its purpose when it allows people to see. But in Jesus' teaching from today, the analogy doesn't stop there. Light doesn't just allow people to see whatever it is that they want to see. For Jesus, light allows people to see what God is doing in the world. It is though Jesus is saying there is a hidden wholeness here. There is a possibility for healing and justice for all. And we illuminate that by participating in it. Amy Oden has said, those who follow Jesus don't merely sit back and receive abundant life or simply tell others what great abundant life they have. Jesus is talking here about a life that makes a difference. And so as I think about that and think about what it means to be people who shine, there are two questions that have come into my mind, and I want to spend some time with each of those this morning. The first of those questions is, what are your baskets? What are the things that cover your light? 
And what's especially hard about baskets is that sometimes they become a part of our identity. We cling to our baskets without even realizing that we're holding on to something that is covering our blessedness. And then we let this small little container dictate how loved we are or how much love we think we can show to others. It's not what God wants for us. And since we have these verses that are rich with this kind of imagery, I thought we would step into them a little bit deeper this morning, and I want to experiment with an imaginative prayer practice. If you have ever done imaginative prayer as a group or on your own, it's a way of entering scripture. It's very similar to guided meditation, and it's just one way of praying. So if you try it this morning and it resonates for you, you might try it again. And if it doesn't, then you know that it is there for a time when you need it. As we prepare to re-enter the scripture then, take a moment to resettle into the space that we created this morning. You might notice what is under you if you are sitting or standing. And you might just let your breath come in and out. If you're comfortable, you can close your eyes or you can just let them soften onto something in front of you. And now let God's blessing rest on you. You are beloved. The light of Christ fills you. Let your mind wander now to a candle. And as your mind brings up an image of that candle, know that that candle holds your light. Your belovedness shines out and your light is brightening everything it touches. As you imagine the way that your candle is shining for others, imagine now that there is a basket nearby. And imagine a hand that is lifting the basket and preparing to cover the candle. And as that moment maybe brings up a sense of discomfort, just notice it. What are the words or the images or the feelings that come up for you in this pause? What are the baskets in your life? And as we breathe into that, the basket comes back down and your light shines. You are beloved.
and the light of Christ fills you. I wonder what comes up for each of you and for us as a community when we think about our baskets. What are the deceptively simple or maybe really complex things that are getting in our way? Is it something personal that we're holding on to inside, like a belief that we're not good enough, that others can do it better? Is it a reluctance maybe, to step into this way that Jesus holds out. It's hard to give up what's comfortable, even into the promise of what we know could await. And that brings us sort of to this second question, which is, can you be too much? And I thought of this question first in terms of the salt and the light, because you can certainly have too much of both. If you've ever mixed up your salt and your sugar when you're baking, if you've ever looked at a bright light or the sun, you know that you can have too much of both of those things. And sometimes the thing that becomes our basket is a fear of being too much. What if we let our light shine and it bothers people? What if we let our light shine and they're not appreciative of what we are shining it on? Those are ways that we wonder about being too much. And so like a lot of kind of playful pondering with scripture, this question takes us to some serious places. And it takes us to a place that Jesus also went. I like to think that maybe as Jesus gave this teaching, somebody in the crowd asked this question. Because it's only shortly after that that Jesus says this. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. Whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet in front of you as the hypocrites do in the streets. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Keep your almsgiving in secret. It seems contradictory, doesn't it, to tell people one moment to let their light shine and to another tell them to beware of practicing their faith in the street. But it's also a little bit of encouragement. And I think it comes across that way, especially when we hear it in connection with the blessing and the teaching about the salt and the light and the almsgiving. When we hear them together the way that Jesus taught them, it's easier to see that the thread that connects them all is purpose. What do we do with a blessing? If your light is shining, 
to illuminate the way of healing and wholeness. I think you can't go wrong. What are your baskets? And how can you let your light shine?